Wonderful, precious name. God has been so gracious to us that he has kept us uh, throughout the week. And here we are on Wednesday uh, evening service where we come to be refreshed by the Spirit of God and the Word of God strengthens us. He shows us how we have gone off uh, the way of the Lord. And by the time we leave uh, the service, we have something to work on. We are somewhat closer to God compared to when we did not come for the service. So I would like to thank God for the still the evening service we had on Sunday. That was, that was quite a beautiful spirit that we felt. Sunday evening service. I was not here in the Sunday morning, but we had such a beautiful uh, service. That, uh, in the evening, God really ministered unto us, and the children of God spoke uh, from the heart. They testified and they edified the church. I was honestly edified by all the testimonies of the children of God. And that was the best thing from the message that we, our elder brother Raymond delivered. That was very good of him. I still encourage his wife. Uh, that's one way you can uh, serve God. Help your husband to serve God. A wife can help the husband to serve God or a wife can bring down the husband. I keep saying and that is true. And so uh, thank you for giving him more time and for uh, helping him in whichever way you did. And so uh, also, that shows that uh, there's uh, nothing uh, in between him and his own pastor. There's no wedge between him and his own pastor. So, uh, God touches your mind. God touches your mind. And God helps you. So, uh, an elder is there to see to it that is of a, a blessing uh, to the church. Of a blessing to the church. So, we, as we keep praying for one another, we shall grow uh, together with the congregation. So, I would like to say something about the message Brother Gurin Glenn delivered uh, in the month of April. Uh, we, as we serve God, we tend to have uh, afflictions upon our bodies. And uh, these afflictions, they, some of them don't uh, go immediately. Mm. It's a part of the deception of the devil uh, that we, we shall be free from pain. When you imagine that you'll be completely free from the pain, that is one tool the devil uh, uses to deceive God's children. And so children of God find themselves into uh, situations where they even uh, behave like a, they want God to behave like witch doctors. In fact, some of them end up even in witchcraft because they feel uh, God is not answering their prayers. In the book of John chapter 16, if we can uh, open our scriptures quickly as I go through this short sermon, John chapter 16, verse 33, and the uh, I pray that this uh, 
your message will be of a blessing to all of us. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. These are the very words of Jesus Christ are telling us. Hmm? He is telling us in this world we shall have tribulation. The consolation that we get in that verse, in the words of Jesus Christ, is that he himself overcame the world. He has promised that we shall not be free from pain, free from tribulations. This varies from person to person according to our spirits. The pain that one incurs while serving God varies from person to person. Jesus Christ encouraged us and said, let's be of good cheer. Because our master, our redeemer, our savior, Jesus the Christ, overcame the world. So, a desire for a life free of stress is always in our hearts, is always in our lives. We would like to be free of stress, free of afflictions, free of pain. That's a natural feeling. In the second Corinthians chapter 4, reading from verse uh, verse 8. Let's try to open these verse of scriptures. Apostle Paul says these words, we are traveled on every side. Second Corinthians chapter 4, reading from verse 8. This is the life of a Christian. This is the life of a Christian. That is described by Apostle Paul here in his letter to the, to the, to the, to the church at Corinth. And the Bible is clear in Romans 15, 4, that whatsoever things were written at our time were written for our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of scriptures, we shall have hope. So when we learn of people that served God before us, we get encouraged, we get, our spirits should be lifted up and say, it's not me who is beginning to serve God with an affliction on my body, with pain, with stress in my life. Paul said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but are not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That the life of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our body. 
for which we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. You see, right there, the purpose of uh, the pain, how God allows pain to come in our body, is it is standing out clear here that the life, for the sake of the life of Jesus Christ to be manifest in our own bodies, in our own lives. When you look at the life that Paul lived, he never lived a life free of pain, but he was of good cheer. Like Jesus Christ promised, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Let's learn really to be of good cheer. Let's learn to know that this absolutely is permitted of God. And if God permits it for just a short, some conditions are for just a, a season and a goal as we continue praying. Others, we serve God with them up to our dying day. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. The book of Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that, the second part of that verse, and that we must through much tribulation enter into a kingdom of God. But the Guru said, every one of our services is a confirmation service. Our souls are confirmed in Christ. Jesus did not die to make us happy. Have you ever heard of such a statement? Jesus Christ did not die to make us happy. Peace and joy are not external, but internal. Peace and joy are not seen on the outside. They are not to be on the outside. Yeah. Once in a while, we can, we can be manifested. But they are inside. They are internal. This is very serious to learn that Jesus Christ did not die only just to make me happy. In the second Corinthians chapter seven, verse four. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with the comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. You see that. 
exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. This is like a, 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 a joke. Rather, when the pain is on your body, when a, a situation, when a, when a, when a, a situation is upon you, it's not about to go. And then you read of such a scripture how Paul was exceedingly joyful because of what he was going through. What was he meaning? Brother Gurini said, our Christian life develops in hardships. Our Christian lives develops in hardships. Not when everything around you is okay. My Christian life develops in hardships. Partly I have experienced, so far I have, in, a, in a small way I have experienced that is true. This started way back in my life when I was still a bachelor. Because of the situations I was going through, I could pray in the house alone, without even a song, without first of all singing as a prelude, or any song. But I could pray. Sometimes I could pray after singing a song. Lie on the stomach, lie on the back, with my hands stretched up in the air, looking unto God, looking unto Jesus. I would pray. Because now, if my life was such in a comfortable way or position, there was no way I could have drawn closer to God. So, our Christian, our Christian life develops in hardships. Also here in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. John, chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. Jesus Christ says, I am the true vine, and my father is the, the, the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. All of us are meant to bear fruits. Every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that may bring forth more fruit. Now, you can see Jesus Christ right there as the, as the husband, man. You would imagine that every branch that is bearing fruit would be established even further. But then he, he purges it. You know how to prune a plant if you have ever planted tomatoes and even uh, some of these crop are fruit trees when you prune them that is when they put on much more even a jackfruit when after it has grown and then you you cut some branches off it will again yield much more but the cutting process the pruning process the purging process is painful. Sometimes we can wonder 
He is one so who has been always a giver, supported the work of God. See what she's going through. See what he's going through. Maybe she's going through a pruning process or a purging process. That after that is over, they will give more, they will bear more fruits. So this is hard for a child of God to understand why bad things are happening to us. It could be that the Lord Jesus is pruning the vine. It could be that the Lord Jesus Christ is pruning the vine. Sometimes you wonder, you may not get a reason. And God is not always there to, to, to talk to us and say, this is why I have allowed that condition upon your body. The discipleship is always costly. And there is no cheap grace. We have always learned that. Matthew 10 verse 38. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Jesus Christ said, He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. The cross kills everything that is put up upon it. We are to crucify the flesh and the deeds thereof. Jesus Christ taught that we should deny ourselves in order to follow him. For the last 2,000 years, suffering has been a part of the Christians. For the last 2,000 years, Suffering has been a part of the Christians. On average, eight Christians are killed each day for their faith. Sometimes it is God's will that we suffer. We should be profoundly thankful for every moment we are happy. But neither should we be fearful to the suffering. Let's not be fearful to the suffering. Let's not be fearful to the suffering. The moment you are happy, be thankful to God. The day you are happy, be thankful to God.
even when things are not going well, be, thanks, be thankful to God. Be thankful to God for many things, beginning with your life. Seeing that he has added you to his body. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. The Bible says, Church suffers long. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, they have not charity and become as a sounding symbol, sounding brass, or a tinkling symbol. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, all knowledge, though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Verse 4, charity suffers long and is kind. Charity suffers long and is kind. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Long suffering. Let's take a note of that adjective. Long suffering. Long. Not just short lived, maybe for one day. Then the rest of your life, just happy, 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 happy. Being happy all the time is not characteristic of true Christian life. Not that you're intentionally, you're intentionally eh, be unhappy. No, God permits situations to come your way. But there should be internal peace and joy within your heart. Colossians chapter 1 here, the book of Colossians. And verse 23 to 24. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, I am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Can you imagine a minister rejoicing in his sufferings for the sake of the saints? Paul said, I rejoice in the sufferings for you. This is very serious. May the Lord help us 
Because it is not easy to suffer, yet you are serving God. Most Christians think that the moment you begin serving God, you should be pain-free, completely pain-free. It's not so. Each day that dawns in our lives, let's always read such scriptures like Psalms 118, verse 24. This is the day. Which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. and be glad in it. Something here which is very good for us. Some steps to help us handle stress. Some steps to help us handle stress. One, pray more. Pray more. Pray more. When the stress comes your way, pray more. Don't that most of us that's the time now we, we neglect prayer and we just get muddled up, we get confused. We, we begin all thinking of other things. First thing, when the stress sets in, just know now I have to pray more. This should be the first and the most important thing we can do in our lives, to pray more. Jesus Christ many times withdrew himself and he prayed. Luke chapter 6 here, verse 12.
And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain and out into a mountain to pray. And he continued all night in prayer to God. He continued all night. That is one way you can relieve yourself of some stress. Yet the situation has not gone completely, but once you pour your heart unto God, you are relieving yourself, you are giving the stress into the hands of one who is able. If our master, at the time when he was now approaching to be crucified, that was stressed. He was stressed to pray the whole night. Was he just sleeping part of the hours and then praying part of the, of the, of the hours? The Bible says he prayed the whole night. And sometimes he went with the three disciples and told them, you stay here. Let me uh, first of all pray. He went aside to pray. When he prayed, he came back. He found they were already asleep. He said, couldn't you watch even for one hour with me? Jesus continued all night to pray. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. Let's look at Matthew. Let's know how to handle stress and even help others. Because we, 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 we interact with the people. People are stressed out there. That's an opportunity for you to evangelize. And on a daily basis, we are in, a, in a contact with the, such people. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. When he had a, a set the multitude away, he went up into a mountain, apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Alone. Sometimes you may need to pray alone. Sometimes if the condition is about the family members or it is in the family, you can even set a time and a day and a fast where you are able. You fast. It is important. Jesus Christ said this thing. Uh, cannot go but with prayer and fasting. There are some conditions that we do not only pray but we also fast. The wife can fast for the husband or the husband can fast for the wife or the whole family, depending because some members of the family you may find that one has got maybe peptic ulcers, one maybe cannot even pray for, uh, for three hours, fast for three hours you see how you can regulate it for you who, because of your, your health condition. Maybe you can 
uh, pray for only three hours or four. Then you break, but let's all be in the prayer mode in the evening, then you break. That's the one of the most important ways to approach stress. Jesus was dealing with a lot of pressure in his ministry. At the same time, he was disciplining his disciples. That was constantly being done. Brother Gordon said, no one ever lived that dealt with pressure like Jesus. No one ever lived that dealt with pressure like Jesus. And because of that, he knew what to do. He was therefore constantly in communion with the Father. Prayer was a stress reliever to Jesus. Prayer was a stress reliever. It, it could relieve stress from Jesus. Church, let prayer be a stress reliever to us. Amen. Number two, to handle trends, uh, stress. Number two here is turn to the word of God and meditate on God's word. Think about the, uh, the scriptures that you have come across in the Bible. The Bible contains all the counseling that we need. Read Matthew 5, chapter 5. Read also Matthew chapter 6. You'll get to know how Jesus Christ handled. As you read the story of Jesus in the Bible, 
you see how they handle the stress at their how those brethren handles, handle the stress, even Jesus himself. Sometimes some of our Bibles has, have the word sila. After you have read a scripture, then you get at the end of that verse, sila, S-E-L-O-A-H. It means meditate, stop and meditate on what you have read. Consider. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. Some of us turn to the wrong things when we are stressed. We turn to people. Others, the best they can do is to turn on the TVs. Let me refresh my mind. You leave me alone. Hmm? We don't think about praying. We don't think about turning to the Word of God. One thinks about hmm, turning on a TV or just leave me alone. I'm in my own world. That's not a good enough for a child of God. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 15 says, Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Meditate. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. When he has stressed, meditate upon the word of God. Let's look at Joshua here. Chapter 1, verse 18. He be that doth rebel against thy commandment. He will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him. He shall be put to death. Only be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law, in his law that he meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. That helps us to deal with the stress. Psalms 119, verse 15. 
Psalms 119, verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Meditate and through thy precepts. Also verse 23. Princess also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. The same chapter. Verse 48. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Psalms 143, verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. So meditation is very important. When you are stressed, Pray more. Any stressed, turn to the Word of God and meditate upon it. Number three. Point number three here. Let some things go. Let, just let some things go off the hook. It's hard to relax and even get good sleep when you are, you know, your mind is bearing on, you know, that very thing that is causing stress. It's hard. Some of these things we can let them go. Say, ah. If it is because of that, maybe money, let it go. I forgive him. Let me for, forgive him and God help me to forget about it. My brother, just relax. I know that I've forgiven you, though I needed that money, but hmm, please get it from me. Let some things go out of your life.
Psalms 42 verse 11. There are some things that we keep sticking on 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 yes you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up even when the situation is such that you cannot have them anymore. In Psalms 42 verse 11. David said here, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. And who is the health of my countenance? and my god remember some of these songs and they praise the lord you and me believe it is hard to praise god when he has stressed up but it's one way when you are letting some things to go it's one way that god can help you to relieve yourself of stress we let some things go don't dwell on them you are not about to give up things that happened long ago you are still on them you are still you are heaping on them all those in your you are just adding on adding on that's not good for a child of god Now, let's see how this statement is short. That's good. A blood bought spirit filled child of God. A blood bought spirit filled child of God. should know how stress only comes stress only occurs when we react to pressures in an biblical manner we should know how stress only occurs when we react to pressures in an biblical manner a blood-bought spiritual spiritual child of god should know our stress only occurs when we react to pressures in an unbiblical manner. We read of Paul and Silas. That, you put a full stop after that word. We read of examples like Paul and Silas. At midnight, they sang praises. 
Oh, praise the Lord, oh, the blood, Jesus, shed Calvary. Price I couldn't pay. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, bring me. Oh, praise the Lord, oh, the blood. Jesus shed oh Calvary, the price I couldn't pay. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for having me. Paul and Silas, they sang until even their noise was heard. Absolutely. Oh, that they, they, they had tied them on, went lost. The jailer ended up being converted. When he was about to hurt himself, thinking that these men had escaped, Paul told him, don't hurt yourself, man, we are here. He came trembling, what must I do to be saved? So, when you react to stress in a way that is not biblical, stress comes. How do we react? Someone has your debt, for example. Then you begin on a, a, a police. You take it as a police case. In at the police, you are going to need to pay more money to begin chasing that that what that case. You go on. You go on. You go on every level. With this, this corrupt world, you'll begin, continue paying more to the money that you have already uh, lost. If that is a brother, why do you bother? Instead of quarreling and resorting to fighting amongst yourselves, you follow the word of God. Paul said, is there none among you that is spiritual, that you take one another to law? Hmm? Why don't you rather, Paul says, why don't you rather suffer yourself to be defrauded? But you decide, I must get justice. This man is hiding in salvation. I must get justice. He has been eating people's money, but mine he will not eat. What does the Bible say? You are now reacting in a way that is unbiblical. But when you trace what the word of God says and you do that, Pressure will be relieved from you. Another example. The three Hebrew children of God. I can't open all these scriptures. You have read of them. In the fire, fire, the fire that was heated seven times hot. They had no stress. These were stress-free. Hmm. Why? They trusted in the Lord. What happened? The Lord came and joined them with the fire. When you trust in the Lord, when you turn to the Lord, when you leave some things to go, you are relieving yourself of stress. 
What is is a waste of energy? What is is a waste of energy? Yeah, you look at yourself thinning down. You can begin thinning down because of worries. Why? Worries is an, a clear indication that you are not following the word of God to solve that. A lot of, of, of things seem to be so big during our suffering. But are they really so important? Must I put my life in them? Why don't I let them go? Why don't I let this thing go? Matthew 16, verse 31. This is definitely, I have not quoted it well. Let's check on Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Don't we have even that song? We normally sing that. It's hard even to remember some songs when you are in stress. Why, do, why is it hard? It's because we are, not, we don't, we are, we are using means that are not biblical. So you can't even think about the lessons you have learned. You can't even think about the word of God you have learned. You can't even think about reading the Bible. You can't even think about turning to God and seeing, weighing, why you shouldn't let this go? So, you are there muddled up. Jesus didn't tell us that we will never have any problem. He tells us how to handle those problems. So, let some things go.
He never told us that we shall never have any problem in our Christian walk of life. Nothing. Point number four. Learn how to receive some things that the Lord gave. Learn how to receive some things that the Lord gave. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. What do you need? Trust in the scriptures. My Lord shall supply. One of the most important things that we need in life is peace. One of the most important things that we need in life is peace. Brothers and sisters, you can never give out peace if you yourself are not peaceful. You can never encourage someone who is stressed if you yourself you have failed as a child of God to overcome or to handle stress. We should be the people that are, are helping. That's why Jesus Christ says you, the church, his church is the salt of the earth. In other words, people should be looking at us for, our exam- for their example, how we live. We should be the people helping even to mediate. You find the people, lawyers using the law to mediate between two parties. But a child of God, with the knowledge of the word of God, can do best. And with the Holy Ghost, you can help someone to handle their stress. Absolutely. You can find someone who is badly stressed up as if he's about to commit suicide. And you talk to that person. By the time you separate with them, their mind has completely changed from what they were thinking. They are now thinking about hope in life. You give hope. You talk to them until someone has hope in life. Until they abandon what they were thinking of. 
to destroy their own lives. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 maybe the last scripture I can quote for today. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. God is grace. He is so massively excessive. Maybe I can finish this one. Just one point. It's a shorty, actually. I've not wanted to expand this. Point number five. Learn how to adapt. How do you call adapting in the vernacular? Learn how to adapt. Learn how to cope up. To cope with. Learn how to cope with. Once you have the peace that Jesus gives, you learn how to adapt some things and change. You adapt. Second Chronicles. Maybe we I read just a few verses here. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 18 to 20. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 18 to 20. Yeah.
right there. Then also, verse 6, about his prayer, Jehoshaphat's prayer. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest, uh, rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? He, he was praying. If he can pray, if he can follow up to verse 9 here. Look at it. Jehoshaphat was first to his face. He was praying. Verse, verse 5. I mean verse 7. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of, of this land before thy people Israel and gave us it to the seal of Abraham, thy friend? Forever, and they built therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name. Say, if when he were coming upon us as a sword, judge all persons, all family, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then we should now hear and hear. That's Jehoshaphat's prayer. We ought to take up that as our example. Sometimes, before you become sober, you need to pray. When stress has struck you, you need to pray. God, you are in control. I know you are in control of all this that has come upon me. Help me now. You are the one who promised this and that. You promised, you quote the word of God. And by the time you end praying, God absolutely has given you a direction. You are likely to follow the right course instead of now handling the situation manually or according. What can you do humanly? What can we do? Our efforts are even feeble. What can we do? So, I brought this to, to help us in our day-to-day -day daily life because every one of us, there's none of us that is stress-free. And let's not expect that we are going to be set free of stress or pain. Jesus Christ never promised that. Whether it was a, the men and women of God in the Old Testament, they served God with the conditions but they never let go. They still served God. They knew how to handle, just like Jehoshaphat, knew how to handle his stress. He turned absolutely to God. He was able to adapt himself to something which was far better. Sometimes some situations may necessitate that you learn to cope up with the situation with that affliction, like a Paul, the apostle, who prayed 
he, he, the Bible says he prayed in this thing. He said, because of the abundance of revelations that, I, that was given me. Hmm? He said, lest I should be exalted above measure, I was given a thorn in the flesh. He says in this thing, not quoting exactly, I, I prayed thrice. What did God tell him? My grace is sufficient for thee. Therefore, he said in weakness, I will glory. He said, I'm going to glory in my, in my weakness, in my afflictions. Paul learned how to cope with the situation from day to day. Read about his life. He served God throughout having stress, but he knew how to handle stress. A child of God, we are not going to live a stress-free life or a life free of stress, but we should know how to handle our stress. When we know, we shall even help the people we work with, we shall even help our neighbors, we can even be of help, and that's one way we shall become the sort of the earth. It will be a source of evangelism. When you talk to somebody until someone changes his course of action and begins thinking about the word of God. Praise his wonderful name. May God help us.